Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Chaotic Queens. I'm Queen Abia, and with me, as always, is Queen Mahalia. Yay. Um, so let's just get into our chaotic thing. I'm going to go first this time because Mahalia has a fun story. Mine isn't as fun, so it'll be really quick. But basically, um, the most crazy thing, well, it's because we're on Zoom. So I was in class and I completely spaced out. It was at, at a time when he asked the class a question and we all had to come up with an answer and he gave us two, two or three minutes to like think about our answer and write it down, anything like that. And I hadn't spoken the whole class. So of course he would call on me mm-hmm. to like share my answer. And I didn't have any because I completely spaced and I didn't hear the question. I was just like <laughs> sitting there like I didn't know what to do. Oh my God. And so I freaked out. I was like, what, what do I do? What do I do? So like two minutes have passed and it was like completely silent. And that's like the most awkward thing. And so I just typed in the chat. I was like, sorry, my mic isn't working. I spilled coffee on it. I wrote because I spilled coffee on it. And the worst part about it was that I typed the message like I was texting someone. I typed because BC. <laughs> and I, li- I listened to him like say it out loud, like read it out loud. And he completely skipped BC because I think he didn't know what that meant. <laughs> so I was like, oh my God. And the thing was, I literally could have typed out my answer. Inst- <laughs> so obviously he knew I wasn't paying attention, but oh my God, that was like, I wanted to just log off. And then people were answering it. And I was like, that was such an easy question. Why did I just not listen? I'm just like totally out of it. Like the semester is about to end. Like I can't, I don't have the attention span anymore. Like I really yeah, don't. <laughs> also, I didn't get the job. So I am mm. depressed about that. But, you know, we're vibing. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like being depressed when it's. 75 degrees out and sunny. Uh, so that's sad. <laughs> now I don't know what I'm going to do with my life, but we'll see. <laughs> okay, how about you, Mahalia? <laughs> well, okay, so I have a quick one to start because that was what I was going to do before this other thing happened to me. So my first one, just real quick, it was chaotic because, um, as I mentioned in the last episode, I had a presentation in French that went really well, and then that was on last Friday. and then. This past Tuesday, we had the rest of the presentations, and the other two groups that went also did videos that definitely plagiarized from my group's video, because they 100% just had not recorded it until after we we presented, because like then there was the weekend and Monday for them to record their videos or like their projects. Um, so they definitely just took uh, inspiration, quote unquote, from our video. Because some of the shots were exactly the same in both videos. It wasn't even just that one group did it. It's that both groups did it. Um, so that was pretty disappointing. I mean, good for them. They probably got the A. I mean, I actually haven't gotten an A for that project yet. But I felt like it went really well. <laughs> so that was frustrating. But anyway, that's less important. Because as we know, Dexter is filming in their town. Um, they actually started filming this week. It's very exciting. And so my family and I have been going down and watching. Uh, it's been It's been interesting, positive and negative experiences. On Wednesday, I think it was, we were down watching a scene and there was this girl who had been there for like a while 
and she was from kind of another local town, but not in and around our area. And the key PA came over. So he's like, I don't know, in charge of the other PAs. I don't know. But he was very nice. And he was saying like, he's like, oh, we need to hire more people. And so he had her give, or he said, he gave her his number and had her text him her information. And then my mom, um, being my mom, she got right in there and she said, hey, take these kids too. So me and my brother. So we sent him our names and email addresses. We haven't heard anything yet, but he liked the messages in iMessage. So he's seen them. I don't think it'll come to anything, but maybe it's an extra position. So we'll see. I know that they have hired at least two local people to be extras so far. There's going to be a big like Christmas tree ceremony scene that they're filming at the end of next week. So maybe that's what they want us for. I do not know. Nobody knows. We also haven't heard anything. We might not hear anything, but yeah, get in there. I've been telling Mahalia, like, try to make yourself an extra. I mean, it's a small town. They must mm-hmm. like need people and there's people there. So yeah, it's well, the perfect hire- opportunity. It and is. the funny thing is, literally none of us watch the show. No one in your family <laughs> watches the show. I mean, your brother has watched it, but yeah. like, a no one cares. Time. Yeah. <laughs> so it's really well, funny it, how this it, is it, like it, so it, exciting. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is very exciting, and there's, it's a. People are saying it's a bigger production than when the judge was here. I don't think that that's true because I remember the judge being really big. Um, also, I think was, maybe. Like, yeah, also maybe just because it was Robert Downey Jr. I don't know any of the actors in Dexter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so the, the main star is Michael C. Hall. And we have a special guest today. Tell us more about her experiences with Mr. Hall. So we're here with Queen Mother Amy, and she has a very fun story about her most recent celebrity encounter. Hello, listeners. Make sure you get in your fingers doing three snaps in a row, three quick snaps and kind of a side arch. That means it's a free snapper. Get ready. Here we go. I met and spoke with and chatted with Michael C. Hall, star of Dexter. So it's filming in my wee little town, wee little town. And much to the consternation of one of my coworkers, I met him. He was talking to a couple I know. They were all sitting on a stone wall. This couple have a little dog. They were talking about the dog. And my husband said, hey, I think that's the guy. And I said, yes, it is. I snapped to attention and I walked right over. And the woman in the couple was taking pictures on her phone. And I said, oh, I'll stand here to block the light so, you know, you can actually see the screen. And she said, thank you. And they did that for a while. And then when they were done, I said, may I please introduce myself? And he said, yes. And I said, I'm Amy. And he said, hi, I'm Michael. And I said, hi, I'm Michael. And I was like, no, sorry. You're Michael. I'm a little flustered. And we had a lovely chat about the town and... Uh, I told him that I have a coworker who I would love to make jealous if I may please have a picture with him. And he said, happy to help. And I said, oh, yay. And so my husband took a picture of us. And then I said, okay, bye. Okay, so thank you for telling us your story. I think that it's so fun um, that you met him. Like, that's so cool. And we have, as I've talked about on the podcast before, we've had, um, this is the third production that's filmed in our town. So 
I my first question to you is what's it like what's your what's your favorite part about having uh, a film crew here about their process or like what what's what's your favorite part now that you've kind of you're you're a veteran of this uh, your old hat for you so what's your favorite part about all this well what a thought-provoking question hello well listeners here's my answer my favorite thing is seeing how other people literally view our town and how the art direction works and what they decide to highlight from what's already here, how they enhance that or completely make it up. And I find that really interesting. And I like the fact that I can meet lots of new people. The crew have been very welcoming and open about answering questions. And to clarify why crew, I mean the dressers, and the security people, the truckers, the grips, the rigging grips, the light people, because they're not under the immediate pressure of the crew that is the set crew. The set crew is much more uptight. They want you to be quiet when they want you to be quiet. They want you to stand where they want you to stand. I get a little, hmm, some might say I'm a natural contrarian. So there's part of me that feels like not quite screaming after they say rolling, but a little bit of, this is my town, I'm going to walk on that sidewalk if I want to. So I'm balancing that quite nicely, I like to think. Yeah, I think that's definitely a great point. I think it can be a little frustrating to have to go around the town every time we want to leave and not just be able to go through town, which is much quicker. Uh, especially, I, I agree, I get that, that kind of contrarian vibe where I'm like, yeah, screw you, I'm going to go where I want to go. All right, so thank you so much to Amy for this lovely chat. Uh, this is the Chaotic Queen's first actual celebrity sighting, so <laughs> you win. Um, yeah, thank you so much for doing this. Well, listeners, thank you for having me. It's been wonderful. And invite me again. I'd love to be interviewed by you. You're a very gracious host. Thank you. All right, back to the show. So, big news today. Mahalia woke me up with a FaceTime call. Well, obviously for our pod. But first thing she (laughs) said was, Prince Philip has died. Oh, my God. This is, like, big news. I, I mean, it's not like we didn't know it was happening. It was coming. My first thought was like, how is what? How are they doing the procedures in the UK right now? But also, I'm like wondering if Harry will go, cause drama. Cause it hasn't been that long since the Harry and Meghan interview, and I'm sure they're still working things out like I'm sure things are not solved yet I just keep laughing I feel so bad but yeah he was 99 he almost made it to 100 because he would have turned 100 this year and you know he's a racist it's a little bit like yeah yep he's dead (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it's it's kind of weird I mean to be honest my first thought was like Liz is probably gonna follow soon because I know a lot of times yeah. Married mm-hmm. couples, especially if they've been married for that long, um, don't hold on very well 
after their partner dies? Yeah, so I don't know. I wonder how long that will take. That sounds really dark, but like just in terms of logistics, like will it be out of COVID? Will they be able to do like a whole ceremony for her? Or even for him, like like you said, I don't know. I assume Harry and Meghan will come back because they are part of the family and the official statement anyway from Buckingham Palace was that they'll always be part of the family. So I think that those people need to get over themselves. I mean, I thought that before, but you're going to tell me that a grandson can't come to his grandfather's funeral? If they're talking about his skin color before he's born, who knows? So yeah, I didn't think about, I didn't think about Queen Elizabeth passing just after him. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I think just on a human level, like I feel bad for them because I know, you know, it's, it sucks to lose a loved one, especially a grandparent. Um, that's really tough. So on like, in terms of, you know, I do feel sorry for their loss. I knew, I knew he was going to pass away at, at Windsor at home. Oh yeah. I remember I yeah, I was like, when they discharged him from the hospital, it's like, I'm pretty sure they knew. I'm pretty sure they were like, yeah, he has like a couple days or weeks like yeah. he doesn't have long so they're like yeah right. let's like take him home because I don't they would not have let him like pass away at a hospital no that would have been such a security risk well, like I said like I feel bad because of the loss but also I'm not really happy with them right now because of the racism and you know and other attacks that they allowed happen against uh against Megan yeah I mean, 99 years old, he was alive, like, during a lot of the major historical yeah. events. Um. <laughs> I read the, uh, I think it was the BuzzFeed article uh, of, like, his life, you know, like, they're, you know, they're like, he died, let's talk about his life. And mm-hmm. they brought up, brought up again the fact that his, you know, they, so his family became stateless in the 20s or the 30s after Revolution Greece meant that his uncle was deposed. So he was stateless for a long time as a kid. But of course, it's like they were a royal family. So they were fine. They just were kind of like bouncing around places in Europe. And then his sisters married Nazis, which they do depict in mm-hmm, The Crown, mm-hmm. I think it was season two. And when, his, when the, the one sister and her husband, the Nazi, died in a plane crash, he marched like for the funeral with Nazis. So that, so that gives like a perspective, I guess. I mean, he wasn't technically part of the Nazi party and he fought with the allies in World War II but yep it's like maybe he wasn't part of the Nazi party but like his sisters married Nazis it wasn't a break like it wasn't a a, an issue for them so like what was the mentality in that family that led for the sisters to marry Nazis you know I feel like this is a really roundabout way of saying it makes sense that he'd be racist I mean it's easier to say he was racist than trying to argue that he wasn't because I mean the chances are you know well and he said <laughs> stuff like like when yeah. he was like i know we've talked about it. i don't know if it was on the podcast or not but like when he went to china and to visit british students there and he said like be careful that you don't come back quote unquote slitty eyed and that was like in the 80s that wasn't not that that would ever be okay but like did we not know better than to say that well, also, like, in The Crown, like, in the first season, I remember they depicted him as being terrible. So, <laughs> yeah, he was Don't terrible. I think, yeah, he doesn't even get better until, like, I think this past season he was, like, better because he was, like, barely in it. Um, 
So <laughs> true. <laughs> he got like one episode where he was like talking with like the astronauts. <laughs> that was in season three. That was the yes. past season. Oh my god, yes. This past season. Oh yeah, because this past season was about Diana and Charles. So yeah, the last yeah, yeah. The, the previous even the previous season he was like barely it might have in it. Been in season two, because I feel like I remember Matt Smith being in that scene. No, 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 no. It was a new guy. It was a new guy. No, I know for wasn't. sure. No, because the moon landing happened in the si- the early sixties. No, it was a new guy. I swear to you, it was a new guy. I'm not even kidding. I Bias. swear it was him because I remember his face. I remember his face. He looks like the guy. He looks like Glenn Powell <laughs> to me. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. She needed to fact check me on that. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we are. We're a fact checking podcast. <laughs> even though I knew it was right. Um, wow. Well, no, I think I must have been remembering the other scenes where Matt Smith was flying. Rather than talking to the astronauts. Remember, he would go up in that plane. So another element of this has been the reactions online. And because a lot of people very strongly dislike this man. It's only been a few hours since we've learned of, of this man's passing. But we already have some great ones. First, from my friend Brendan, who requested that I say his name. He said, I personally think Fearless gave him the courage to move on. Because, of course, as we'll talk about later, Taylor Swift released her re-recording of her album, Fearless, today. So <laughs> I saw some people talking about it last night. It came out, like, I think at midnight. Yeah. So, like, yeah. they're saying that he listened to Fearless, or Brennan says he listened to Fearless, and he had the courage to move on. <laughs> and he requested a shout-out for that. So, thank you, Brendan. That was very funny. Thank you. <laughs> But, like, also on Twitter, too. So I haven't, I haven't sent any of these to Abia yet because I, I saw them on Tumblr earlier. But this one says, Prince Philip finally in his rigor mortis era. That made me laugh. Yeah, this is another one. Can't believe everyone was making jokes about what would kill Prince Philip. And all along, the answer was Fearless Taylor's version. <laughs> and someone added to that her no-body, no-crime moment afterwards. Yeah, I mean, what I think is that they're probably not taking it as hard as, like, people normally would, like, if it was an unexpected death. Like, I feel like, you know, he's 99 years old, like, and he's been to the hospital multiple times. Like, I feel like there is time to, like, kind of, like, come to terms, you know? It's been a while. That that, that this is coming. I -hmm. mean... It's it is still like sad and hard. Like I understand that because it's someone passing away. But at the same time, like I can I can see that this is something you know they probably have been preparing for. Definitely. Um. So there's that. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think yeah, the big definitely. one is is Elizabeth. I don't. I know like. Like, I know everyone knows, like, at some point she's going to pass away. But, like, that one, I think, is just going to be harder. Like. Yeah. Because when that happens, that's, like, a big thing when that happens. And, like, because then very soon after, there's going to be Charles. So, it's, like, it's a whole thing. Like, it's, that's going to be crazy. (laughs) As much as we can prepare for that to happen. Right. I feel like it'll still be, like, feel unexpected. I'm, yeah, and I don't have to blueprint all that money. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if wow. the old 
That's crazy. Money circulation. I should have. I mean, because oh. we were alive in 1954 when her dad, or 1952, whenever her dad died. So, I like, I kept, don't know. I should have gotten some, like. Oh, yeah, I've got. I should have. I, I should have gotten some pounds. Yeah. Uh, I've got the, the five and the ten over there. Um, I should have gotten that. And the coins. So wow, yeah, that's such a big thing to have. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if they do, like, a one-for-one one exchange. If it's, like, you know, we're printing all this money. Bring me, you know, bring in your, your pounds and we'll swap them does out. Does it not still work, though? Well, it does. But I wonder if it's, like, you, like, you take the old face out of circulation. Out that's of interesting. Or something. I wonder how that works. Too. Like, she's on all of that. Yeah, she's on, like, everything. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, um, also, oh, God, imagine. Don't envy whoever has that job. <laughs> imagine Charles is going to be on it. That, well, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I don't want to look at him. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's so weird. I don't Are know. Maybe it's, just, maybe it's just because we're used to having, like, like, the founding fathers on our, like, money. But it's just so weird to think about, like, someone living on money. You know, like imagine right. being being that person and like you're paying for something. I mean, obviously you don't pay for anything right. in cash, but like it's just like weird. Like imagine just like seeing like it's your face on it. Right. No, definitely. <laughs> I feel like that's such a weird thing. Or like if you're mailing a letter and it's your face on the stamp. Yeah. <laughs> like oh, there's me. <laughs> yeah. No, it's so it's so weird. And they redo it, you know, she re- she sits for different portraits, like, throughout the years, there's been multiple, especially for, like, the coins. Yeah. Um, so I think the bills have stayed Oh, the that's same. crazy. Someone must have a collection of, well, like... I, I found, yeah. I was going to say, over the summer with the coin shortage, when one of my coworkers, um, it was her job to, like, roll the, the coin that we would get in the coin machine, the loose coin, and yeah. we would find you know, coins that the coin machine didn't spit out that were foreign coin. And that we found one that was a penny from, uh, I believe from the year she was, a, she was coronated. So 1953. And it's this, this side portrait of her and she's got like this ribbon in her hair. And she it's like very much like a youthful, like a girl's portrait out on the money. And so we kept that one because we were going to throw it. It gets thrown out otherwise. Um, so we kept that. Uh, but yeah, and then there was like the official, like the next portrait that she's got the crown on it, and then the one in like the eighties, I think, and then the more recent one where she's like old. That's so much printing. I feel it like is. such a that's such a process. Oh my god, to deal with that. But that's also to say though that you have multiple portraits worth of coinage still in circulation, but it's all the same person, you know? Because like I think we saw one coin that was Canadian that was minted that was her dad, that was George the Sixth. That was the oldest one we saw. But that was, I don't, that wouldn't have been like in circulation. That was a Canadian coin that somehow made it down here to the U.S. and was in someone's coin drawer for who knows how long. So our final story is one we've already alluded to. Uh, So as I mentioned earlier, Taylor Swift's first full re-recorded album came out last night um, called, uh, it was was Fearless, the re-recording of Fearless, parentheses Taylor's version. And uh, it was really good. I've listened to a few songs because I remember that it came out when I saw the Prince Philip jokes. Uh, so I went to listen to it. And the first, the first one I listened to was You Belong With Me because that was the first Taylor Swift song I ever heard. 
So I remembered that and I listened to it and it was still a bop. And it was, that was one, I know we've talked about the re-recording of Love Story on here, but with You Belong With Me, I could definitely like hear it immediately that her voice has aged. And it was like really cool to hear the same song that I've heard so many times from her like 15 year old voice now at like, what is she, 30, 32, something like that. Uh-huh. And you can hear it in her voice. And I really liked that. I thought that was really cool. That I was still able to like dance around and, you know, uh, sing along while to this like older version, but it still sounds like the same song. And I listened to a few other ones. I think the track Fearless and then 15, because that's track two on the album. It was really good. I really enjoy it. And good for her because screw Scooter Braun. We hate him. So Yeah. Good for her. I haven't listened to it, but you know, that that was very quick. She did she really produced that really fast. So good for her mm-hmm. for doing that. And yeah, I know a lot of people are excited about it. I've seen like a couple posts about it. So yeah. Yeah, I definitely like, feel her emotion in a way, mm-hmm. especially with 15. I like felt that because she's no longer 15 writing about her experiences. She's like singing about it 15 years on. It's really mm-hmm. just, it's really cool. In a closing note, I saw someone say that the 1989 re-recording is going to be what gets Liz. So <laughs> horrible, horrible. Uh, but we do look forward to that. I think that's the next one she's doing, the 1989, which feels like it just came out because but it was like six years ago. That's crazy. We're getting old. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the ripe old age of 22. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's it for today's recording. Okay. Thank you to our special guest. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Amy. Thank you for sharing your story. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you guys next week. All right. Bye. Bye.